Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Jared Pino. Jared is the managing partner and COO at Alliance Corporate, and it says on his description here that they provide technology services, system services, and consulting services, and Jared is a new member on our AGC of Missouri Board of Directors. So, Jared, welcome aboard. Thanks for being here. Wow, so great to be here too, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me a little bit about how you got to be the COO and how you got into the technology side of things and the construction technology side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lynn, I guess it was really a classic IT love story. You know, a man gets a degree, he tries three unrelated positions, and then dumps them all for computers. Perfect, um, perfect. All joking aside, all joking aside, I went to uh, I, I went to school and received my degree in electrical engineering at SIUE, mm-hmm. and from there uh, decided to try every type of electrical engineering role I could find, from control systems and manufacturing to power systems, even industrial engineering positions. I found out that I love engineering and problem solving, but the classic electrical engineering path really wasn't for me. Uh, I decided to lean on my hobby at the time and really my passion kind of growing up, um, which was computers. And luckily my degree was relevant to this field. And then I pursued that and landed my first position in IT for Anheuser-Busch. Interesting. From yeah, from there I went into into IT consulting and eventually formed Alliance Technologies with two other partners. That company now is over 10 years old, and uh, we have two other businesses sharing our namesake. And then to uh, address the, other, the second part of your question here, I'm involved in the industry, in this industry, because of uh, several of our IT consulting clients are in the space either as GCs or in some way supporting Missouri construction. Mm-hmm. I've been very encouraged for the last few years uh, with the progress this industry has been making in their pursuit for higher tech solutions. There are opportunities really everywhere you turn uh, to solve a problem or improve efficiencies with technology. And the reason I'm here is I really wanted to bring that value and and those solutions for technology into this industry. It seems like when you look at technology and construction, we are really on a fast pace right now. It all started with BIM, but now with uh, virtual design and construction and all the other, not just that, but all the internal management, bidding, estimating, project management software that's happening now and integrating all that is really a tremendous opportunity for people to run efficiently, isn't it? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that really started, I think, just really within my own career. Like I said, I've been in the in the industry here for with Alliance Technologies for 10 years. And I, I can remember, you know, back helping folks uh, just getting AutoCAD set up. So it's really come a long way. What sort of challenges do you see Currently, I mean, when you walk into a company and you're talking about the services that Alliance Technologies brings, they're calling you because they've got a problem. What sort of problems are you seeing and what sort of challenges are companies facing right now in this space? Yeah, I think there are a couple of challenges from my perspective. Uh, The first really is getting everyone to embrace and properly utilize these high-tech solutions. Uh, we all know that the industry, uh, that industry competition is based on very thin margins. And when we're in good times and everybody has sufficient work, but when, when work is harder to come by, competition really can be fierce. So if an organization, large or small, you know, can meet a statement of work that's 10 or 20% below your next competitor, you're likely to, you know, re- receive that bid. One of the biggest drivers I can see at the moment is to allow for substantial discounts to the client is really the organization's ability to successfully adopt technology solutions that move that needle towards overall lower cost. When you say successfully adopt, define that. Well, that can come in a variety of ways, like increased employee productivity, lower waste, uh, shorter lead times. The point is, if if you're in the industry, I mean, you're not reinvesting in technology at any level. Someone else in your industry is, and they're going to position themselves ahead of you for that next bid. So several years ago, I remember hearing some GCs applying a small percentage fee to their bid that would cover technology costs, and that was new thinking. Uh, that planning really has allowed them to reinvest over several years, which has had a snowball effect, and now they're in a much better position to capitalize on that reinvestment. When you're going into a new client and they realize they have some problems, but they're really not sure how to diagnose it or what to do, what's the process that you identify for them to help them understand where they are and where they need to go. Yeah, that that process in our world is really called a discovery session. It's more of a consulting session, but it does it does have some technology back in. So we'll come into a client and really listen. And I think that's the most important thing right now is to listen to the problems, ask a ton of questions and understand potentially where the breakdown is. I would say nine times out of 10, it's really workflow related. So it's the point of getting information out and disseminated amongst their employees and, and staff. Here in the past year, it's now been really COVID related. COVID has been a catalyst for change for everyone and the construction industry, no different. Uh, a lot of people working from home, a lot of people uh, having to, to social distance. So, you know, some of their challenges has been, how can we get this information out to folks? So what we do is we come in, we listen, not only from management, we also listen from 
what I call boots on the ground, the people actually doing the productivity work. And uh, we kind of coalesce all of this information. And then we mat- try to match that up with a technology review. And we'll go in and, and ensure and do scans and take inventory and make sure that the technology report aligns with our aligns with our consultation. I would think that probably there is a lot of information flowing around. Everybody's shooting emails, texts, taking pictures, putting estimates together, making up flow charts, doing all these other sort of things, filing reports, and organizing that flow of information and getting it to the right people at the right time, eliminating extraneous information can be a huge benefit for a company that gets it right. You're absolutely right. That that was really the other major technology challenge that I see in the industry. I, I think, don't get me wrong, I think there's been a lot of progress on this front and I've seen a lot more for the future. But I think from really concept to delivery, for instance, a new building requires a massive team with a bunch of different expertise. Technology is currently allowing for digital sharing of this information really all in near real time. But in many cases, projects like that require information to be converted So a BIM model is a great example. This is a technology that's come a long way from its origins, but it could still have a lot of improvements uh, to information sharing with like HVAC subcontractors, architects, engineers, and really everyone else who needs to interact with that information. So I think there's a great opportunity for the current big software vendors and the larger GCs to, to standardize their supplier chain such that you know the communication and that change management for projects can flow well and are ubiquitous through the industry. Subcontractors tell me all the time that they have this issue as they go from GC to GC that it gets to be a problem with them on this whole information flow issue that GCX uses one system, GCY uses another system, and trying to put the information that's necessary and important into the right format gets to be a real challenge. Do you see that a lot? I do see that a lot. I I think you've just identified some of the biggest opportunity in the industry. It's a technology problem, but it's potentially also just a community standardization problem. So these software programs and stuff, they're going to mature and and they're going to get better and they're going to be more comprehensive. And when that happens, I think you're going to see a few front runners, a few leaders in the industry. And when that happens, typically that the big guys, the big GCs will adopt that. I think that that's a real opportunity, and I think we're moving in, in the right direction. What sort of timeline do you see on adoption of that or that really being an uh, industry-wide thing? Well, that's hard to say. Obviously, there's intense competition at the top to become that de facto standard. I think, um, obviously, Autodesk has done a great job of that in certain areas, and there's going to be other platforms for project management. Um, But I think the real key maybe is to get those top ones and coalesce, and you're going to start seeing a lot of potential mergers and acquisitions. 
from these bigger companies and they're going to start putting a lot more things into their platform. And I think that will really be the catalyst uh, moving forward. And that's when you're going to start seeing more standardized adoption. Now, you're a busy guy and you volunteered to get involved in AGC Missouri and you volunteered to be on our board of directors and you've been involved with our supplier service provider council. Why in the heck are you taking your time to spend with AGC? Well, I was uh, attracted to the AGC um, because it is addressing a lot of the issues I spoke about. And they're doing that through their technology conferences. So I'm proud to say the Alliance has been a sponsor of those technology conferences from the very first conference that was held. And we continue to be a big part of that conference. It's a tremendously well-executed educational event with local industry experts providing some amazing content throughout the day. I even love the fact that there are breakout lab sessions for like hands-on learning, truly tremendous. I really loved seeing a mix of the local experts showcasing specific project innovations with such practicality that you could literally plan to implement it with your team the very next day. But the real value for me has always been those keynotes and those vendor booths. Both of those showcase amazing new technology that can deliver incredible results for companies. And I take that back with me and I share it with my team. And that's why I get more involved uh, in the AGC. So I'm very grateful for that conference. It was the catalyst. And I, I continue to think it's a great source of information. And that is a real broad-based conference because of the structure of AGC that we can have general contractors and specialty contractors and suppliers and folks like yourself all in the room at the same time. So there can be that crosstalk that it's not just one segment of the industry or another. And I would think that's probably a pretty big benefit of that event. Yeah, you get to meet, like you said, a lot of different people from different organizations So the networking is really great. Obviously, COVID uh, with last year, uh, that technology conference got postponed, but it's always great to meet in person and get into something new. There's always a breakout session in those conferences where you can learn something new that you've never even tried. So I'm a big fan of it, um, big supporter of the AGC and the technology conference. Well, I sure appreciate you taking your time today to do this, and I appreciate you being on our board of directors for 2021. Anything that anybody else should know about Alliance that they don't know already? Alliance Technologies, like I said, has has grown up over the last 10 years, and and I just want to say that we've added two new business units to our business. Again, we have the technology side, which I've talked about a little bit here, We also have the executive consulting side, and we also have the software development side of the house. So take away from that, I would say that Alliance is here to serve really a variety of needs for our our end clients. Well, we appreciate you serving those needs by helping give back to the industry and being on the AGC of Missouri Board of Directors. I really appreciate it, Jared, and Hope you have a great 2021. Thanks, Lynn. You too. Thanks again for listening. 
It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.